0: From GrowingFuturesRhodeIsland.org and the Rhode Island Nursery and Landscape Association, this is the Growing Futures podcast. I'm your host, Christy Milligan, inviting you to grow your future. Please join me today as I sit down with Sean Farrell. Sean is an assistant project manager for the leading landscape contracting firm, RP Marzilli. For this interview, myself and colleague Shannon Brawley caught up with Sean at the RP Marzilli offices in
1: Middletown, Rhode Island.
0: Okay, so just to start, we'll just have you say your name, the company you work for, and
1: then your position. Sure, my name is Sean Farrell. I work for RP Marzilli Landscape Contractors, and I am an assistant project manager. He
0: tells us how his background in design has proved to be an asset to him in his role as assistant project manager. Let's hear from Sean. talk about a little bit
1: about what an assistant project manager does. Sure, so that's a tough one. Um, I feel like we do a lot of everything. It's a lot of stuff on site, a lot of on-site work. Um, we work with the crews hand in hand, make reviewing plans. I look at I start and review bids and estimates with the project manager. I drive around to the different job sites. I review plans uh, with the guys on site. And I meet with landscape architects, designers, and contractors, and we have site weekly site meetings that we go over the pertinent information that comes up during the week.
0: So what, what are you creating at these job sites? Let's talk about that, because maybe... People won't know what RP Marzilli is.
2: Yeah, talk about RP Marzilli.
1: What does RP Marzilli do? So RP Marzilli is a landscape construction firm. It's where we focus on high-end residential work predominantly. Um, It started off in Medway, Massachusetts, so they serviced the Greater Boston area for a while. When I came on, they had just opened the Rhode Island market. So basically, what we do is. Uh, work with designers and contractors to build a final, what you see on a plan, what you see a finalized construction plan of, we bring it to life. We pretty much put the the two-dimensional design develop into a three-dimensional entity.
2: Mm-hmm. Cool. So what is one of the projects that you're working on right
1: now? Oh, well, there's a, there's a bunch. Um, so one of the projects right now in Jamestown, we just, we built uh, some beautiful stone walls out of Connecticut white line stone and bluestone caps. and So that's in a bluestone pool terrace, a beautiful full color range bluestone pool terrace. And the pool terrace steps up to a, a bocce court. So they have an artificial turf bocce court um, with eBay trim board around. And then they have an outdoor kitchen terrace. So in the, that's going to be phase two next spring. But what they're gonna have is the whole bar setting Kitchen area you, um, and outdoor, you know, an outdoor dining area. And it's going to look really nice once it's completed.
2: What do you like about being assistant project manager?
1: So I like the freedom I have. There's a lot of freedom in every day to day task. So some days it's an office day. I'm in the office, I'm handling paperwork, dealing with contracts, with change orders, um, dealing with proposals that need to go out, and then Other days it's spent in the car, driving to different job sites. And then once I'm on job, you know, once you get to the job site, it's, um, you never know how much time you're gonna spend on the site. Because, you know, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot going on. So you have to review everything with the crew guys and see what, what problems or what they foresee could be a problem and how we can mitigate it or come up to a solution. And that also, that way of thinking is also directly correlated with design. My background with the degree in landscape architecture from the University of Rhode Island has allowed me to think in a, a better fashion than just thinking in a one-track mindset. Yeah, or,
2: yeah in a yeah. system, right? you like exactly. literally having to understand where the water flows and how Who's gonna build the stone wall, right? So you're like literally the whole
1: project, right? And you have to think about the finished project, the finished product before you get there. Because like you said, you need to think about all the things that are entailed in the final product, such as drainage, planting, you have to excavate for footings. So there's a lot that goes into it and it's not so easy to think of it as a finished product, but to more break it down task by task and come around full picture
2: challenging
1: it it is is challenging
2: it takes a special person really honestly to think like that it's pretty that's like that's a gift yes Um, can you tell me a little bit about um, so your training like so um, you know where did you start like how did you get into like design like did you so landscape architecture was your degree but what was your path how did you start
1: So, uh, let's take it way back. Um, When I was a kid, you know, I grew up next in West Kingston, so I'm a local. We have a bunch of, a lot of woods around there. So I grew up playing in the woods. I always enjoyed being in nature and plants and animals. Um, I was always hands-on. I helped my parents in the yard a lot, the garden, and it really just started there. And then I, once high school came around, I kind of got into the more hands-on style of arts. I took a lot of drawing classes, painting. I looked up to my sister. My sister was an artist. Well, I call her an artist, but she, she was the one who kind of opened my eyes to the arts. She had the natural talent, and I didn't think I did, but, you know, I kept pushing at it, and it kind of opened a door for me into the field for where I am. And some people don't think that construction is an art, but it, it's an art in its own way. The stonemasons are artists at what they do. The drafters are artists with what they can do. Um, it's it really is an art. It comes down to that, and most people don't see that. They just see the long hours and the hard work, and that's true. That you do work very hard and you do work long hours. It's a very demanding position, but when you see the finished product, you were part of. It's it's relieving or it's it's kind of mind blowing that it took all that time and all that hard work, but as a team, you came to this desired end result.
2: Mm, mm. Yeah. Yeah, that must be nice to look back
0: yeah. and yeah. feel the
1: satisfaction.
0: Do you feel like that's the most rewarding part of your job, or are there other aspects that are also, like, as rewarding?
1: Well, the job itself, the job site is rewarding in itself being that you work as a team in a community, so you get to know people very well. You work with them every day. so. They kind of become your work family, so that's another rewarding part of it. Um, knowing that what the team did together came out, you know, as a beautiful piece of art, really. That that's very re- rewarding, and I just love being outside, so it's a, re- a reward in itself.
0: Mm. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about working outdoors. How mm. do you do? You like working outdoors? What's the best part of it? Like, do you prefer? You said you have some office days, you said you have outdoor days. Which, I guess, do you prefer, and maybe talk a little bit about why?
1: So, it's good to have a mix, I will tell you that. <laughs> but I do prefer being outdoors. Like I said earlier, I, I grew up playing outdoors with my siblings, um, with the pets and all. So I just have a natural connection to the outdoors. And I feel like most people in this field who work outdoors do. Mm. I think it's a co- commonality between, between the professions. But I prefer to be outside. You know, some days it's excruciatingly hot or it's <laughs> frigid cold, freezing cold. But we take proper precautions to deal with the elements. You know, in the, in the summer we tent, uh, set up tent, heat tents if we're doing vertical masonry work. So the guys are at least in a tent to keep themselves warm. And it's also beneficial for the stonework and for um, helping the mortar. Even
2: in the summer?
1: No, no, no. In the winter, they do that. In the summer, we give them lots of water, and you know, we treat them with Gatorade. No, in the summer, you don't need that. Yeah. Uh, no, but in the winter, definitely. You know, we take proper precautions to keep people employed and to keep people working. And there are some people, obviously, since it's cold and um, conditions aren't desirable, some people prefer to take some time off to, you know, prefer to get laid off, or and those who continue to work, we. We keep them employed, and we keep them working. I definitely prefer being outdoors, though. I mean, there always are the elements where you're sweating in the summer or yeah. freezing in the winter, but that's just part of our environment, and yeah. we have to work so with it. So can
2: you tell me really quickly about your training in landscape architecture? Sure. So can you talk about that process? What um, Did you start out in landscape architecture? Isn't there a place where you have to submit a portfolio or, you know, so can you just talk a little bit about that?
1: Sure. So I did not start off in landscape architecture. I, um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I like a little bit of everything, so it was hard to pinpoint things down. So I started off with a communications degree um, and then a friend of mine introduced me to the idea. She was a landscape architect and she said, I know you like to be outdoors. I know you're, you like to be artistic and you have an artistic style. Have you ever considered landscape architecture? And I think that's how a lot of people hear about it, is word of mouth or right. knowing someone who's been through it or who is a designer. So that was a benefit in my life because that that opened my eyes to the profession. So once I uh, decided to change majors or switch gears, I had to apply. I didn't have a portfolio at the time, but you just needed um, good grades and uh, mm-hmm. to have the interest. Mm-hmm. So once you started, the program, you started hand-drafting as people did before the computer was yeah. around, before AutoCAD and all that I stuff. So, <laughs>
2: I had to have a hard portfolio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, well,
1: that, so that's how we started. And then as the years progressed or as we finished, completed our first year in the program, we had a portfolio of hand-drafted stuff mm-hmm. and some written work as well. And we had to relearn how to write the alphabet in architectural handwriting. So that was fun. I always liked calligraphy, so it was kind of a fun little task. But um, so at the end of our sophomore year, we had a portfolio. And once we presented our portfolio at the end of the year, the professors dictated if this was sufficient to move on to the next step. So the following year was when we were introduced to drafting on the computer and color rendering plans and... Bringing things more to life, life. Yeah. so at the end of those year, at the end of those two semesters, same, same type of deal we had to present a portfolio to to our teachers, and they if they deemed us good work, they'd let us move on and then the final year is the most challenging year was the most challenging year um, because you had to deal with more than just drawing the picture. you had to deal with clients in a way mm-hmm. you, had to, you had workshops you had to deal with. And the the which was one thing that was very beneficial was they had guest speakers and um, adjunct professors and even professional landscape architects and designers come in and critique our work. So, um, I mean, you can't get any, it can't get any better than that. You know, you get a professional telling you, yes, this is great, but did you think about the implications of drainage or um, the implication of Deforestation, or what happened at URI, was a lot of sea level rise and Mm -hmm. uh, working with storm runoff and all that stuff. That really helped. I think in a professional development way, that helped a lot of students. Yeah,
2: you um, did I did you do real life projects? Yes.
1: Yep. We did a lot of, we did a few. I had one in it. Never. I don't think it ever came to life. But we worked with the town of East of uh, Providence. It was. The Sakonnet River Corridor, and we had to redesign. There's the old bridge that goes across there, the railroad bridge, mm-hmm. and we had to redesign certain areas. We had a large scope, but certain we we focused on. We picked a focus, and I believe my focus was remediating brown, brown fields. Brown fields. Yep. So we meet my partner and I propose, you know, some nice view decks and a lot of sunflowers, stuff that remediated soils. And willows and a pollen you know obviously you need to support your the biodiversity so pollinators um, pollinator gardens and a lot of educational stuff for for students or for young people to learn even people my age and older to learn so
2: so what I find really interesting is you talk about the art of it but there's also the science because you're learning about soils and can you speak to that a little bit that the, the dichotomy of having to understand Living things, a living, sure. a living yeah. ecosystem.
1: Systems, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we we had. There's a lot of biology involved in it too. You know, you need to learn in horticulture and every. I feel like it's, it's everything encompassed into one because you need to learn how things work, how things grow, the how things thrive. Really, like in a sense of biology, you know, biodiversity. These certain insects gravitate to certain plants and. Monarch butterflies and milkweed. Yeah. So it's really it's an all-encompassing style of learning.
2: Yeah. So when uh, so I have a couple. Oh my god! I have a lot of questions. So do you have a license? So the ultimately your goal would be to get a license. Yes.
1: To, I would in the future. I I'm working towards becoming a registered landscape architect. Mm-hmm. Uh, the profession I am in right now it is not necessarily ne- It is not necessarily a requirement um being in construction, if I were to be a designer per se, yes, I would like to so that I can sign off on plans and just at least be registered in the fact that I know what i'm doing and what i'm doing is appropriate for this the circumstance and anything along those lines so is that a so
2: what is your long is your long-term goal to grow within Marzilli to be like their landscape architect or what do you think where do you want to see yourself in five or ten years
1: so in the construction industry at least within Marzilli we have a few landscape architects or project managers who have degrees in landscape architecture Mm -hmm. I think even my boss, Bob, the owner of the company might have his because I believe he went to school to be a landscape architect, but it's challenging in this, in the construction profession because we work hand in hand with landscape architects. So I don't necessarily, it'll kind of be like competing, Mm -hmm. but my long-term goal is to be a registered landscape architect. Um, hopefully one day I own my own firm, but I want to focus on things that are living system that, that helps sustain the environment, like living systems and not just horrible as it may sound, but such mundane pool and patio and spa on the ocean front with hydrangeas. I just, I, it's beautiful, but there's, no, there's nothing to it that really sus- helps sustain the environment or that, that does anything for the environment. I mean, it's, yes, it's nice and people who can afford it, um, good for them they can enjoy it, but there really is no gratification out of that for me. Mm. I want to see.
2: So I'm wondering about the dichot that, that, that tension, right? How, um, because some of it is just trying to educate your client, right? And so do you have opportunity to do that or work with a landscape architect to help, um, because you are on coastal properties and I imagine there's, CRMc issue right and oh, yeah. so you you're in you're in this this sort of fi- funny position to be able to influence mm-hmm. things and so I'm just wondering if you could talk about that a little
1: bit. There is the opportunity to influence and especially if you work with um, a client or an architect who isn't about just the money who has who wants more of a long term effect for the client or for whatever we're designing or building. So yes, there are the uh, there are the potential or the what's the word I'm looking for? Yes, there is opportunity for us as builders to work hand in hand with designers and clients to have a more ecological or more of a less a less of a carbon footprint, Mm -hmm. which is challenging. I will tell you that, especially in construction, because a lot of what we do is um, not very sustainable in a way but at least it's not sustainable until you get the, to the desired point. Mm-hmm. So you you know, you use a lot of heavy machinery and you excavate and dig and take a lot of material and truck it somewhere and it's just a lot it's a
2: but but is some of that work too? I mean you're you're looking at stormwater and how water is captured on a site, right? And so in some instances, is that necessary or is that, you know, you know what I mean? So, um, or not, I guess.
1: Uh, yes, it is necessary mm-hmm. because you do need to get to the final product. Yeah. But if, for a big thinker or for a for someone who really puts the pen to the paper and can design in a sustainable, in sustainable is such a broad term, design in a way that's, ecologically friendly Mm. um, it's not easy Mm. so and most people and it's very expensive so you know if there's the client who has the money who wants to do the the right thing then yes it's possible
2: Mm.
0: so I have a question for you based on so you have your your landscape, you got your degree in landscape architecture, but it sounds like you're not really doing landscape architecture right now, but do you feel like that degree has helped you mm-hmm. in this job yes. now that yeah. you're working in?
1: Definitely. So I wouldn't say that I am not using my degree. There's still times where I'm on site and there are some calls that can be made like um, where my design background benefits me. So. Because someone might not be thinking, oh, this has a long-term effect of such and such. Um, And then I'm like, oh, you know what? You should do this, do this. Yeah, tweak it this way. And then you do... So it is kind of like design, but more design on the fly. I'm not sitting on the computer drawing out a full-scale drawing. It's more of on-site design. You know, move this plant over here or screen this. You know, this neighbor, this was drawn such and such... But you know what, I think it would be better if this was moved over here so this screens someone's property better, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, So, if you had three tips to give someone Mm -hmm. that was thinking about coming in to do something like what you're doing, what would you say to them?
1: I'd say three tips. And when you say this position or just in the industry?
0: I'd
2: say your position.
1: Yeah. Be prepared to work hard. Definitely.
2: Yeah. (laughs) No, it
1: it's a very demanding job. So definitely be prepared to work hard. Um, Make sure you love what you do. You'll get a lot out of it. I'd say have an open mind. There's a lot of potential in this industry, and it's not just what you want. Because I came in thinking I just want to do this and that. I want to just sit down and draw pretty pictures, and it's not so black and white. Mm. There's a lot. There's a big gray area because it's so, it's crazy how the industry is, it's very broad. You know, there's not just, you say you want to be a landscape architect or you you want to work in project management. There's so many different avenues in those titles. So um, I'd say keep an open mind. I'd definitely say be prepared to work hard. And lastly, I'd say just love what you do. Mm -hmm. Take it, come in with a smile every day because that's the only way it will make you happy. And I'm still learning That's that myself.
2: Right.
1: <laughs> I'm still <laughs> learning That's that right. myself. <laughs>
2: That's awesome. Yeah. That's so true. You know, so Rinla, so part of why we're doing these videos and why we're doing our website and why we're sort of doing this big broad outreach to high schools and we're we, we're having a hard time and talking to parents and getting parents to understand the value of what the industry has to offer. And as you said, this this breadth of opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. So, if you had, what advice do you have for Rinla and how we should talk to parents about the industry? Or if you were, if a friend of yours, a young kid, said, I want to do what Sean's doing, and the parent, what would you say to the parent?
1: Mm, that's, that's a tricky one. <laughs> um, I'd just say there's opportunity everywhere. It really—that's what it. How I have seen it. There is really opportunity everywhere. Be it horticulture, be it design, be it um, construction, or even—and uh, I'm leaving so many out. But fine f- yeah, fine gardening or farming or yeah stone, stone, stone masonry. yeah masonry, yeah. yeah. So I'd say keep an open mind because there are so many Like I said before, there are so many avenues in just the profession. Um, I would also stress the importance that. We need people to do this stuff. This is what keeps uh, us eating fresh food, or this is what keeps your yard looking as nice as you want it to, or building the house you want or putting architectural masonry on your whatever your yard, your house, even like implementing highways you know it's mm-hmm. it's all encompassing and you could pretty put pretty much put this profession. In, I feel like in everything. Because there's accounting that goes into this. There's, um, there's a lot of math. Like, you yeah. never understand how much math yeah. I do. And I'm not a math person. And I've come to learn that it's, it's in everything. So I'd say it's just yeah, science. Every, yeah. There's geography. There's geography. Yeah. Yes. It's just soil science. Yeah. Every uh, subject you took as a student in grade school, mm-hmm. you know, you got to learn how to write stuff well professional emails which are always mm-hmm. tricky sometimes mm-hmm. um and just how to work with people you know it's a great it, it really is a great profession and it's an all-encompassing profession yeah um
2: yeah it is a good one a good career path right career path yes that's, yeah, yeah yeah you can and i think um to your point too earlier about meaning like i think that you're right if you if feeding people is what Makes you passionate, then you should do that. But I also think there's this role for industry in, in responding to climate change.
1: Yes, that's a big thing. That's one of the things I in going through school. That's what they stress: climate change, sea level rise, and I guess not really necessarily stormwater mitigation. But there was a phrase I had always put. But yes, climate change is one of the biggest things, you know. And it's only, it's in this profession, you're only really going to focus on it. Well, not I wouldn't say only focus on it, but it's a big portion of the profession.
2: You're responding to it. Yeah. Yeah, we we are the people that are adapt helping families adapt to it, right? right. And um and I think we What do you think? I mean, I feel like you make Spaces for people to be happy in. Yeah. Yeah. Can you speak to your role as someone who is also contributing to the health and well-being yeah. of people?
1: Sure, definitely. Um, especially if the project runs smoothly and the clients are are great people and happy with what's been going on, you see them. You can just tell by the weekly site meetings that, you know, they're so pleased, and they always compliment you and the compliment the crews. And it's not necessarily myself or the project manager who deserve the compliments, it's the guys who are putting in the hard work, who are chipping away at the stone, who are planting the plants. And, you know, when the clients offer them water or, you know, water bottles or say, oh, hey, we're going to buy you coffee today, it just shows that they really care and they're giving back to the guys who deserve it. Yeah. And I'm not saying we don't deserve it, but they're the ones who are putting in the hard work. And, and it's nice to see people who give back.
2: Have you ever been asked to um, come back and visit a site after it's finished? And if so, how did that make you feel?
1: Yes, I have. And it, at least I like going back when it's been a year or two and everything's fully rooted and grown in. But it feels great. You know, you're like, wow, we we not i we as a team in the company we did this and i'll always take pictures because i like to show off the the end product you know to friends family and even fellow coworkers who don't necessarily get the chance to see the finished product
0: yeah yeah you should be proud of so i have a question for you based on that do you have a favorite project that you ever worked on mm. what was it and why was it your favorite yeah
2: That's
1: a good one. I like that. Um, That's tricky. So there's one ongoing right now, which is in Newport. um, I have a few, I should say. (laughs) But the one in Newport right now off Cliff Ave, um, it's beautiful. It's a brownstone mansion of a pool house, basically. They have three pools, indoor pool, outdoors. They have an indoor pool, an outdoor pool, an outdoor spa. And it's a big brownstone as I said, mansion, but it's really a pool house. But to me, it's a mansion.
2: <laughs> um,
1: and they have a. It's not finished yet, but the end product will be a beautiful limestone terrace, and it looks out right over First Beach, and you can see Saint George's in the back. Oh. Oh, it's just beautiful. Uh, another project that I really did enjoy was one in Stonington, Connecticut. The landscape, it's just it just wasn't ecologically or environmentally
2: well, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what and that's what we tried to say. <laughs> like. Yeah.
1: Listen, if one boxwood has blight, it's just going to affect the rest, and you're going to lose your whole landscape. Um, But she didn't care. She liked the look when she lived in London. So she wanted what she wanted, and we did it. And I'll tell you what, it's beautiful. That's great. It's a nice in-ground pool on the seawall in Stonington, overlooking Watch Hill. It's it's incredible. And then a beautiful spa and a nice lower terrace garden. It's just Mm. it's stunning. You would have to take at least a good half hour to an hour just to walk through the whole place and really enjoy it.
2: Great. So I was wondering if there is, I have two questions. One is, is there any, um, I know for me, I draw a lot of inspiration from things like poetry and music or books or, um, and I'm just wondering if there's one or two things that um, other than your conspiracy podcast.
1: <laughs> I love those. I do love those. Those so get me that through the day. inspire
2: you for your work, you know, that you might recommend to somebody, some young person that really, you know, for me, it was um, Kat Anderson and her book called Tending the Wilderness. It changed the way I viewed the whole world. And I'm just wondering if there's something that sort of shook you up going, wow, man. Mm-hmm. Like... like and then you carry it with you as sort of like a little bible you
1: There's, know so i there is one book um one individual actually has really inspired me sue gordon um, oh, yeah. yeah i worked yeah. with sue for uh, a little bit she for a few years she yeah i had an internship with her and i just was like wow this is the coolest thing in the world what she does over there is just unbelievable and it just opened my eyes to so much like the pollinators, biodiversity. Mm-hmm. She just is a wealth of knowledge. Um, and she let me borrow this book called bringing diversity home or bringing, bringing nature,
2: bringing nature, bringing nature, home. nature home. I,
1: think I that's don't know like who the Doug, author is. Town, I think, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and it talks all about the benefits of biodiversity and planting natives. Yeah. And I never really even knew what a native plant was at the time. Mm-hmm. And that would like Sue would have wanted to kill me if I had ever told her that. <laughs> yeah. But, um, It just made me really think about what to do what what to plant what to how to think like a like a i guess like a not a scientist but how to think in the right way for this profession and that's another challenging thing working with architects too because not everyone wants to do the right thing they just oh we like this tree because it's very showy well if it's very showy it usually doesn't mean it belongs in the our native landscape Mm -hmm. there are few um But not to go off on a tangent. So I'd say Sue is an inspiration. Um, The book, the Bringing Nature Home, was great, and honestly, exercise. I love, I love going for runs and going, Mm. especially in the woods. Mm. So and there's just such a sensory overload when you're out there. You get the plants. You touch the plants or the dew. You know the smells. Yeah, 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 it (laughs) really is. Yeah. So I'd say my in inspiration is really just being outside and uh-huh. just growing up with the with the native landscape.
2: Yeah, that's great. Did you ever have a mentor?
1: No, I'd say Sue was my mentor. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's a good so, one. yeah, yes. I'd say Sue Gordon was definitely my mentor. You know, we still stay in contact and I haven't been over to the gardens in a little bit, so I have to get over there. But um but yeah, she definitely she was one of the reasons why I have my this current job. She put in a really good word for me, and which I'm grateful for, mm. and I still talk to her sometimes, I'm like, this job isn't for me. She's <laughs> like, I know it isn't, but I wanted to help you out to get on your feet. So, um, but I'm gonna try and get everything out of this that I can, and hopefully it'll take me to where I wanna be in the future, the yeah, next step. I
2: think, I, honestly, I think it's like amazing, like you're really getting an overview, and. Um, just knowing the quality of work that your company yeah. your it does is like Yeah, I know. It's like unheard of it's unheard yeah. of. And that the quality of stone masons and then even the fine gardening piece of it. So you really do see like it functioning, you yes. know, and that will make you just so much I think I don't know, here I am, the mother coming out at <laughs> me. But like I think that it'll just make you a well rounded I'm business so. person yeah. or whatever it is you want to do yeah. you know it's and you can tell you like it yeah. you're smiling yeah. and you're happy and like just the
1: interview
2: no the, <laughs> you're passionate about yeah. it it comes passionate. through yeah. like yeah. you I don't
1: maybe not in you know, a day to day instance for work but de- the industry yeah, we all yes, have yeah. Some, yeah. a job <laughs> yeah. I definitely do love it you know it's I didn't I don't know what I would be doing if I wasn't doing this I really don't like, like I said earlier i didn 't know what I wanted to do. I was going to do communications like oh, no, that just doesn 't sound enjoyable yeah so i 'm glad that my life has you know meandered into this yeah, yeah. this position, this path, yeah. and i 'm hoping for the best as it as it continues and I hope to grow as an individual and just learn so much and absorb it all, but I just need to actually like focus, yeah. <laughs> which can be hard.
0: I think you're doing a good yeah, job I think so too you've got yeah. a lot on your plate so
1: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> any other I think questions I think I I think that's good for me I don't know if I, you have any so one? any parting
2: words any words last words of wisdom
1: just have an open mind in what you do I like I said earlier I just didn't see myself working construction management and I with a design background doing this so there are so many benefits to it though. Like, as I mentioned earlier, the, the way you think as a designer is so beneficial in what I do as construction management. There's not one avenue that you're gonna go down with having a design background or having learned how to think like a designer or an art landscape architect or anything like that. I'd say just keep an open mind and love what you do.
0: I'd like to thank my guest and you, Thank you so much for joining me. To learn more, visit our website at growingfuturesri.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We hope you'll continue to join us on this journey because Growing Futures Rhode Island wants to help people launch careers that are both good for them and the land they care for. We love hearing your feedback, so reach out to us with questions, comments, and suggestions for future podcasts at growingfuturesri.org. That's growingfuturesri.org.